0: You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, official launch date
1: Monday the 7th of August 2017. At Big Finish Productions are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books in the known universe. Hello there, I'm Benji Clifford.
0: He's a sound designer and composer extraordinaire, and he's a dab hand at the kazoo and jaw harp too. I'm Nick Briggs.
1: And he is the co-executive producer of Big Finish and the voice of the Daleks, among other things. You might call him the Monster Man. I like that. Ah. I think that's such a good... Why wouldn't you want to be Monster called man. the Monster Man? Yeah, I like
0: that. <laughs> That's right. My face is covered in plant matter. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, and Big Finish's audio productions include masses of Doctor Who, along with uh, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, Torchwood, The Prisoner. I'm not
2: a number, I'm a man.
0: <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Indubitably, The Confessions of Dorian Gray. I confess. Survivors. Oh, we've died. The Omega Factor. It's spooky. Dracula. Frankenstein. Oh, Hamlet. <laughs> There's a famous quote from Hamlet, isn't there? To be or not to be. Hold a skull or something. And King Lear, blow winds and crack your cheeks. Uh, The list goes on almost as much as I do.
1: And you may well know the score here at Big Finish Productions and Big Finish Podcast. The score is 2... West Ham nil, um, but Arsenal 300. If, <laughs> and 99. The referee wins. Um, yes, it's three-dimensional know, holographic football. <laughs> but if you don't know, in uh, space chairs, in space, in space armchairs. Um, but if you don't know what's going on, uh, I'm I'm going to tell you basically. So in a moment, <laughs> the big finished news. Yeah. That's followed yes, by yes. listeners' emails. Oh, uh, yes, our yes, guest yes. star interview. Oh, yes. The randomoid Selectatron, which is when we Ooh. randomly select a big finish release to chat right. about, yeah. and that's courtesy of some rather nifty software from a loyal listener, Hannah Newman. Yeah. And yeah, Hannah. hello, Hannah, how's it going? Haven't haven't seen any new new animated gifs lately. What, what's what's going on? Buck up, buck up. Yeah, perhaps she stopped listening. That'd be that'd yeah. be tragic, wouldn't it? Yeah, she's got to the end of
0: her tether she, with she, this nonsense.
1: She really has. She said, I've, she said, it and I quote: "I've had enough." <laughs> Buck up, Buck Briggs.
3: Back up, Buck up Buck Clifford. Up.
1: <laughs> and then, of course, there'll be time for the roundup of the latest releases before we plunge into our fifteen-minute drama tease. That's fifteen cups of tea. Fifteen.
0: Uh, This week's guest star interview is with Sarah Sutton, who you may well know as Nyssa, the fifth Doctor companion, travelling in the TARDIS with Peter Davidson. No, it's Davidson actually. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, Sarah's second podcast interview, this time conducted uh, like an orchestra by Karen Parks. And all the answers are different this time, so it was worth interviewing her again.
1: Smashing stuff. And our 15-minute drama tease is from The Third Doctor, Volume 3, which is coming out this month? No, that's this month being August. Um, if you're listening, okay. yes, miles August the is this month. Sounded a little bit like Jeffrey
3: uh, Bailden then. Oh yes. How did it? Oh <gasps> yes, Oh, oh yes, works. Where's August is this month. Bird of night hoot not.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh Touchwood, nothing works.
3: Nothing works. Salme, dalme, adone. <laughs> Very good Very
1: Love him, good. love him the bits But um, yes, yeah, so last week uh, we gave you a tease uh, of the first story in that box set Which is The Third Doctor Volume 3 uh, The Conquest of Far Which featured the Daleks Or as some of you might call them, the Daleks um... <laughs> But you'll have to buck up you if have you to... do call them that Because that's the wrong way of saying it My, my favourite monster is probably the Daleks uh, I love them <laughs> um i don't think anybody no asks, it isn't no, the Dalex. i don't think anybody calls them the Dalex. i hope they do i um, think
0: a couple of people
1: have said that to me the, you're the daleks. voice of the daleks <laughs> and i say no i'm not <laughs> no nope, wrong guy wrong guy uh so yes this week uh, is a tease from the second story in the box set the storm of horror facts and that's the horror facts oh oh sorry the Storm of the Horror Facts um, It's because I saw Horror facts and I kept thinking of Halifax uh, as in the <laughs> Halifax adverts um,
0: The Storm of the Halifax It's a uh, building society based
1: uh, story <laughs> uh, The cash machines uh, swallow people's hands Oh, ouch, nasty nasty. <laughs> all, all, all I wanted was a £10 note and boom, <laughs> there goes my watch as well um, I've been taken over <laughs> Ooh, uh, um, yeah, so that's an Earth invasion story written by Andrew Smith, a uh, Living Legend. Uh, among uh, with great performances from Tim Trelaw as the third doctor, who he, he is absolutely fantastic, uh, and Katie Manning as Joe Grant, or Joe Jones as as some people like to to call her. But no, I think in this Joe but Jones she's not yet. Joe Jones yet. Yeah, no, yeah. Not yeah. in, this, story, not in no. this, no, this is this not. Not in this, mate. No. Not in this, mate. Come no. on, mate, come on. But I, I always like it. Always throws me when I see Joe Jones and I Joe to, Jones, Joe Jones, Clifford Jones at the Nut Touch. Um, I remember I drove. Oh love, what have you done? <laughs> oh, love. can I just patronise
0: you a bit? <laughs> because I'm a man of the 1970s.
1: <laughs> I remember I was driving along some country road nearby, and there's a little sign that said the Nut Touch, and I just really? yeah, and I really just wanted to go in there and and I don't know, eat some some Nuts. sympathetic sympathetic. Meat food made Some out of corn. Some serendipitous fungus. fungus. Ba- basically, he invented corn. Um, the. <laughs> That's we sub- are, of course,
0: referring to the Green Death, in case anyone's out of the picture here. Yes, yes, uh, which was true. Joe Grant's last story with the Third Doctor, John Pertwee,
1: and, and pro- possibly one of the first times uh, in, in Classic Doctor Who where it's, it's genuinely so sad, like seeing yeah. the Doctor upset. You know,
0: oh yes, that's right. Up,
1: up there with the sad ending of um, of uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth, when when you know when uh, Susan when Susan goes and gets you that, locked
0: out of the TARDIS, yeah.
1: and you hear that really bleak organ music. Um, yeah, yeah. But it just that- sounds like
0: someone's sitting on an organ, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it's very, it, it is that, yeah, pretty much. But anyway, this is another tragic tale for another time because uh, this, uh, The Storm of the Horror Facts, uh, it also features superb sound design from Joe Miners and the wonderful music of Jamie Robertson, two great guys. And here's a quick reminder of the trailer.
4: Approaching helicopter, this is Royal Navy destroyer HMS Nemesis. Are you receiving over? The
5: thing looks like a big metal egg.
2: No doubt a capsule of some kind.
5: How do you do? Ariander, isn't it? Hello, Joe. It's so very nice to meet you.
6: I can tell you and I are going to get on terribly well. Doctor, no! Stay
2: away! You're not going anywhere! <gasps> <sighs> that was incredibly dangerous. Battle stations! All crew! To... Temporal never event. A what? In short, boom. This is excellent news, Provost.
5: It responded to your touch.
6: The crystal recognises me. It's coming from the ship. There's someone in there.
3: A horrifacts. Hey, why don't we rush in and clobber him? Clobber him?
6: Do not be afraid, Joe. You are in the space between thought and reality.
5: Think.
2: Concentrate. It's me, the Doctor.
5: Just think, you must realise this is wrong. Millions of people would die. Billions. The genocide of the human race. You
4: will be silent.
5: No, I won't. Doctor, get down! (laughs) No!
2: All hands to battle stations. Look here, there's no time to waste. The enemy is close by. You just tell us where.
0: Big Finish. Recreating an era.
2: We're spinning out of control and could smash into a thousand planets or maybe even a supernova at any
4: moment. Ah! Ah! Ah!
0: So now you know what to expect. Let's take the plunge. Is
1: it time for the ruddy news, Benji? Hold your noses, put your caps on. Let's take a plunge.
0: This is the big finish news.
3: Count back at the Benji.
1: It's our music, Nick. I can see your face. That's the that's the, the news music.
7: Oh is it?
5: Yeah,
1: yeah whatever. Okay. <laughs> Do tell us some news, Benji. OK, then. Well, let's let's rock and roll. So let's get started here with Torchwood, The Dying Room. And that is starring Simon Russell Beale. And it is out on the 8th of August.
0: This production is notable for several reasons in my book. Not that I have a book. Um, one, it's got Simon Russell Beale in it. who is He's an incredibly famous actor. And we got to work with him because when we were doing The Prisoner, uh, a studio called The Soundhouse, he was there. They've got other studios there. He was there doing some other production for Radio 4. And Scott Hancock, who was producing The Prisoner for me, uh, was doing the interviews with the cast. And he just randomly interviewed Simon Russell Beale because he was (laughs) sitting there. And he was a great sport. I sort of looked over his newspaper and went, oh, I don't know anything about The Prisoner. And as a result of that, they got on. And uh, I mean, scott said would you like to be in the prison he said yeah yeah but we couldn't get him to be in the next episode because he was busy uh, but they managed to get him in an episode of torchwood uh, he is um very much in the uk i would say not so much uh, in the rest of the world a really big star big star of theater television radio and he's done movies as well i mean he's a he's the real deal the real deal. The real deal. Oh, also, the second reason uh, why it's notable in my book is it's got uh, Mark Elstob in it, who, of course, plays number six, The Prisoner, in our series, The Prisoner. And, uh, and, of course, the reason he's in it is because Scott had worked with him on The Prisoner, if I could just say The Prisoner a lot. It is coming out this month. And so that's how Mark ended up in it. Mark, Mark has also been in The War Doctor and all sorts of things. He has uh, great versatility in his voice masses of experience doing audiobooks so always having to do you know whole rafts of different characters so we always get him in to do stuff because he's unrecognizable in all his different roles uh, it's also got david sibley in it uh, who you may know from the pirate planet yeah, uh, yeah. life force dying uh, the tom baker <laughs> key to time story written by douglas adams um with the uh, planet calufrax being crushed underneath some other planet with a Anyway, I'm t- why am I telling you the plot of the Pirate Planet? I don't know. He also played The Eminence for us. The Eminence is a, an alien threat thing that I created for, uh, what was it? I, I, I think I created it for the fourth Doctor first, but then we did a prequel with the sixth Doctor, and then he ended up, courtesy of Matt Fitton, being in um, uh, eighth, eighth Doctor stuff, yeah, in Dark Eyes. It
1: only Ruddy took off, didn't it? It only, it only oh, yeah. Ruddy became a thing.
0: So David Sibley has got the most terrifying voice. Um, hmm. Anyway, here's the trailer for The Dying Room.
2: In this room, everyone learns the truth. And neither of us will be quite the same when we leave.
0: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood, The Dying Room.
5: (laughs) Oh, Paris, look at her.
6: Listen to her. Have you ever known her so
5: quiet?
4: At first we thought it was some sort of virus. Here it happens
2: before our very eyes. Healthy men becoming something degenerate. I'm told Herr Himmler is scouring the planet in search of holy relics. Oh, this is not the occult, Monsieur. I am talking about threats from other worlds. I think we both know that you will not be leaving this room alive. If I'm already dead,
3: why should I tell you a damn thing? My God! It's too late!
2: So. Monsieur Le
1: Duc, tell me everything you know about Torchwood.
0: Big Finish. We love stories.
1: I love the way... You, did you do that deliberately or It says dry... Di, oh, no, it's room. No, no, I, no. I, I misread. I misread I your t- ty- I type... I typed this at six
0: o'clock in the morning.
1: <laughs> I misread that typo as the drying room. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's a, a deep Torchwood drama about uh, tumble dryers in particular... Uh, very nasty. I don't know if you've experienced one when they uh, when, when they're at full spin, but it is aggressive. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Nasty, nasty. nasty. A- accidents can happen in the kitchen.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Uh, we've all. Been, I mean, how many times have you spilt a cup of tea and it's it's gone in that gap between the units? Tragic, mate. Tragic. Anyway, moving on. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> just do the whole podcast in that voice um uh the december 2004 release her final flight by julian shortman is finally uh will finally be available as a download from the 9th of August which just happens to be my sister's birthday. So uh-huh. Nick explain this because I always um I remember her final flights in yes. particular because of yes. the shock of seeing that cover artwork of the TARDIS looking like the TARDIS is going to uh explode. Um wow. yeah so so you know Well um it was one
0: of our uh I think it was one of our bonus releases. And sometimes, you know, as you, you know, ardent Big Finish followers will have noticed, not all our releases are available on download. I mean, the vast majority of them are, but it's usually because we can't track down one of the contributors. And I'm not sure who it was. It might have been Julian Shortman. And um, we just couldn't uh, get a response from him because they were originally contracted before the days of downloads and those hadn't been foreseen. And uh, so, you know, we have to contact people and get them to agree to it. So I don't I don't for one minute say that anyone was not agreeing to it. It's just a question of getting I think all the actors were already signed up for everything under you know, the sun uh, until the end of the sun. I'm um, talking about the star that provides us with light and life, not the tabloid <laughs> newspaper. Uh, so there you are. Here's the trailer for her final flight. Doctor Who. Her final flight.
6: I will allow him every chance to overcome these circumstances. It will make the wounds of defeat cut deeper.
7: And his death?
5: Will be his choice. Where am I? Easy, Doctor. You're safe. Come on, lie back. You've been out cold nearly three days.
3: I know your voice.
5: It
3: can't be.
7: Really? You must prepare his path to death and give him every reason to follow it.
5: I understand. I'm afraid that Tardis has been attracting a fair amount of interest these last few days.
3: She's being hailed as a gift from the gods?
8: Goddess, actually. She's called Sahile.
3: Sohile, <speaking> uncorohile, <in> le robala unt utlovisse, che paile tsebe celote son Something's wrong here, Perry. Something's very wrong. I wouldn't disagree with that. No, something more.
0: Is Sohile inside the Shining Cabinet that brought
3: you here? Many have said that you are sent from Sohile too, Perry. But when I hear you speak like this, I have serious concerns. Blood. What's happening to me?
9: Oh, he's so cold.
3: Where am I? No more
5: resistance time
7: before he dies I would have him know that his death has given me new life
5: this will be a fine
3: hunt no this wasn't how it was meant to be
0: And on that theme, the uh, December 2006 release, Crypto Biosis by Elliot Thorpe, will be available for download too. There is no trailer for this one due to general incompetence, Uh, but here's a clip I've retrieved from the archives.
3: And so I said to Livingston, well, that's all very well, but the elephant in the gorilla suit has to go. (laughs) You wound him that time, Doctor. Bunch. Ah, Captain Calony and the faithful chief mate. I see you're doing your bit for crew morale again, Doctor. They're such a miserable lot. Are they always this way? The storm is affecting us all. Do you see any signs of relenting? The captain feels we will have smooth sailing in a little while. A few hours, maybe.
5: You could have checked the weather forecast before we got here, you know.
3: And miss out on a perfect storm? Captain! Yes, Miss Brown.
5: How is Amy doing?
3: Will she be able to come out of her cabin? Miss Ivans is still unwell. Dr. Blackwell felt she should remain alone for the duration of the voyage. But Dr. Blackwell isn't here, is he? I could check in on her. That won't be necessary, Doctor. I've been given the medication she needs. Miss Ivans may get uh, a little worried if strangers start attending her. She's very uh, self-conscious about being in a wheelchair, you know. We're hardly strangers. Indeed. We've been here for enough time now to be fully acquainted with everyone. Nevertheless, if Dr. Blackwell prescribes solitary rest, then that's his last diagnosis be on it. Yes, of course. Anyway, food. I have an appetite like nothing on earth, if you'll excuse me. Where are you going? I have some tasks to take care of. Sit down, man. Eat! I will, Captain, but I have to attend to these tasks first. Oh, very well. Dismissed. Sir... dedicated, that one? That he is. He's my right arm. Wouldn't know what to do without him.
5: He's focused. I'll give him that.
3: Now then, Captain Callany, about my crate. I've been most appreciative if you could find some space below decks for her pit. We're cramped as it is, Doctor. But I'll see what I can do. So... How are you finding life aboard Lancaster? Hmm? Apart from the weather and the smell of the fish, it's a most enjoyable trip, isn't it, Perry? Yep.
1: I can't stand it whenever we want to do something and um, and general incompetence. Just he walks in, he says, "No, no, none of that, none of that. No, no, not <laughs> exactly. today. No, no, <laughs> unbelievable."
0: I, I get very cross when there aren't trailers because I'm very insistent we have trailers. You know, we're an audio company, and when people come to the site and they look at a story, they want to hear some of it. Uh, and you find other producers just don't seem to appreciate the importance of that.
1: Do you know, I have a confession makes to make... me made. I have a confession to make, actually, about trailers, in the sense yeah, that um, yeah. there used to be websites years ago, in, in the days where where... Uh, doctor who was i think it wasn't even on the telly there used to be a website called like big finish doctor who trailers or something and it was yeah, literally yeah. just a website where somebody just collected your trailers You uh, don't mind that used to spend hours on that website just loving just listening to it all like oh that sounds good
0: no yeah you can listen folks you can take our trailers and put them anywhere you like we uh, we're fine with that because it's an advert for our stuff so please that's what they're there for you can download them yeah, yeah, those uh, we don't mind you sharing those on nasty
1: websites. <laughs> Just when you
0: share the entire production, it's, yeah, it's uh, not fun. That becomes an issue.
1: Yeah, that's always sad when you hear that's gone up, especially if it's like on the day it gets released. You're like, really. Really? Yeah, Cheers
0: yeah. guys. Great, isn't it? Well people feel they're doing people a service by attempting to put us out of business. So when people say oh anyway. it's, it's
1: great exposure though Nick, it's great exposure apparently. Is it really? Great. Well, thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you. I really wanted to Expose
0: be me and destroy me. Yes.
1: <laughs> well done. Uh yes, yeah, so anyway, um after all this uh this talk uh, finally on to I think it's the last bit of news now I'd assume so it says finally uh, we've been talking about it for weeks possibly a month but it has finally arrived this week on the 10th of August that is the day after the 9th and before the I 11th, believe it is yes yes uh, yes, yes. yes, yes. Um, Torchwood <laughs> Series 5 arrives that's right huge mega mama jammo release there with an awesome bit of artwork too all planned in collusion with Russell T Davies producer James Goss has come up with the plan for what happens next with torchwood and it's a humdinger it's aliens among us
0: part one the first of three four-story box sets part two will be out in october and part three will be out in february 2018 uh we've played you the trailer umpteen times over the last few weeks so instead here's a clip
1: hello Bulb's gone. Great. Oh ah. hi, I'm I'm Tyler. You wanted to meet me? Hello. <sighs> you wanted to meet? Nine PM and here I am, on the dot, standing in your Supply room?
6: They're not coming. What? They want you dead. Uh, Who? What? Tyler Steele. Oh, nice name. You've been asking questions. You've either asked the wrong questions or the right ones because there is no one coming to meet you. They're going to kill you.
1: Are you threatening me?
6: Nah, I'm just here to warn you. Why? Do you want me to threaten you? How do you know? Heard a rumour, that's all.
1: There's got to be some mistake. I'm just looking into the red doors.
6: The what? Uh, Never mind. I'm here as a friend with a warning. God, now you mention it, it does sound like a threat. Also, I'm here to invite you for a chat.
1: That also sounds a lot like a a threat. A (laughs) threat.
6: Honestly not, but I take your point.
1: This is all a bit melodramatic.
6: Only a little. Hmm. Three beeps. What? And now it's four first floor could be worse come on what hey <coughs> ah!
0: now tell me that's not intriguing uh, it is it is intriguing uh so remember 10th of august don't miss it torchwood the story continues
1: and talking of things continuing it is time once again to trudge on and continue uh this podcast and so that ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages is the end of the news children of earth children of earth you were in that one weren't you i was there we go you see gets around this mr briggs wow. uh, time now for listeners emails Emails, emails, emails. Need I say more? I love them beyond reason. No, say it again. Emails. Ah! Joyous. Thank you, thank you. Happy happy, day. I'll be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Here all night. Saying emails. (laughs) Uh, And to join in, uh, all you, yes, you listening at home, have to do is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P to the O to the D to the cast at bigfinish.com. Dot com. That's right. Lots, uh, lots of merriment will uh, n- ensue. Ensue, yes. yes. Um, so I was, I was thinking of the word ensue, but all that was going through my mind was was that Dalek from Planet of the Daleks going pursue, pursue. <laughs> uh, they said that a lot in Planet of the Daleks. They really did, didn't, didn't they? That it was obviously that was obviously uh, the buzz the buzzword of that script. And they
0: just had a lot of people running away on them. I think pursue,
1: pursue. instead of
0: shouting it just get on with it just get well I mean I think that's a general rule for the Daleks you could say that to (laughs) instead of shouting it it's like when that one goes up the stairs to allegedly kill Sylvester McCoy at the end of episode one of Remembrance of the Dallies, He goes,
3: exterminate! Exterminate!
0: Exterminate! You know, I remember David Howe, you know, a fan of Great Notes, saying, why didn't it just shoot him from the bottom of the stairs? Why didn't have to go very slowly up the stairs and keep saying, it? it's like, I'm going to kill you! I'm going to kill you! I've got a gun! I'm going to kill you! I'm going to kill you! Oh, you've gone. Oh, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> never mind. Do you reckon they're like, perhaps they're, you know, like, we've all been in that situation as as human beings not daleks i'm no i'm not confessing that i am a dalek uh, or indeed am i confessing i know anything about being a dalek because I, I, I you know i'm not a dalek but i imagine that they're in there and perhaps you know perhaps we've all been there as humans when when you realize something is happening and you sort of you think oh god this is happening oh, i've got to i've got to do something and perhaps you know that they're, they're in there going Oh, oh, I can, I can, I can kill! It. I can actually do it. Um, uh, uh, uh how do you uh, ex- exterminate? What, what do I click? Yeah, I, yeah, what I
0: think's going on is that the uh, the Dalek, not expecting anyone to be down there in the cellar inside <laughs> his shell, there he's actually having tea. <laughs> and uh, so he's he's got, you know, a plate there with fish fingers, a bit of bread, maybe a cup of tea there. And he's just, he's munching away and he sees the doctor. And so he thinks, and he's trying to move the plates to get to the control to fire the gun. And while he, he sort of kills time I go, you know, it's like a DJ talking while he's trying to find the disc to put on. You know, he's going, <laughs> yes, well, uh, ha, ha, ha uh, Coming up any moment now, that record you've all been waiting for. And he's, uh, but instead being a Dalek, he's just going,
1: exterminate, exterminate, where's the buttons? Ex- ter- oh, I've got my fingers in the fish fingers now. You know, i
0: that i think that's more plausible
1: i think that's i think that's what they're like i mean it perhaps it perhaps it was that that dalek from the chase you know the one that's ah uh, the thick uh, one uh, 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 uh.
0: scott keeps getting me to do that one in the crowd scene yeah, just <laughs> recently he said and now do the thick one from the chase i go ah ah extaminate. you'll never hear it it's it, always drowned
1: out he needs he needs a spin-off he needs a spin-off it's <laughs> for Red Nose Day. That
0: theme tune. What is the stupid darling doing today?
3: Uh, I've conquered a planet. <laughs> very good, very good.
0: Don't you think you should find one first? Ah, Oh. oh. <laughs> so it just turns into morph. Ah. Yes Well it sounds like one of the flowerpot men Which is logical Because of course Peter Hawkins did the voice of the flowerpot men That is logical (laughs) Ah, Anyway can you read an email out Otherwise I might forget this is the email section
1: Yes certainly So this one is from Peter Wood Hello Nick and Benji First up thank you for the weekly podcast They're a great way to start the week And the tangents certainly contribute to that Thing. Hey, uh, I hope you'll bear with me, but a few queries I would like to put to you. Well, you know we always like bears, don't we? Um, yeah. So we will bear. It's a with bit you. like
0: um, Yoda speaking that sentence, on But a few queries
1: I would like to put to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh there you go, Peter. Perhaps it's Yoda. Perhaps Yoda is is emailing in from, from- Peter Wood used to be uh um, used to be a BBC newsreader back in the day. I don't know. I'm,
0: uh, You're too young. I'm, yes. I'm,
1: I'm, I know a lot of things about old stuff, but news news readers aren't quite my my jam, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I prefer strawberry. Uh, so, firstly, uh, Peter says here, I was re-listening to an old podcast. Official launch date: twenty second of August, twenty sixteen. And uh, in response to an email about loyalty cards, Nick mentioned that it would go on the agenda at a big, big finish meeting. My question is, did anything come about from that meeting? Shall I answer that now,
0: in case I forget it? Um, We've got a new website which should be coming online in October, Famous Last Words. It's been delayed by about 18 flipping months. Um, And that's something that we'd have to develop with that. There's still not a huge demand for it, but we are looking into things that we can do a bit like that. So, yes. Keep nagging us.
1: Carry on. Carry on nagging. Uh, the new carry-on film there with Kenneth Williams as... oh <laughs> <laughs> to- Oh, matron. Um... I've lost my place in the emails now. Uh, Secondly. uh, Secondly, I saw on the Radio Times website an article about the continuing adventures of the Doctor's daughter, but not seen anything on your website. Are you able to give us any information on this? uh, Another release to add to the wish list.
0: Yes, well, you know, I'm just going to be completely indiscreet here, which will appall everyone at the big finish and probably the BBC. But it's a ludicrous situation because you know Georgia Moffat. Well, another actor I think happened to mention in the Radio Times that he was in this thing, uh, and and then Georgia Moffat decided to come to go on Twitter or Georgia Tennant, uh, and and say, you know, announce something that we are allegedly doing. <laughs> And then we're in the ridiculous position where we can't announce things without clearing the announcement and press release with the BBC. So we're waiting for that to happen when everyone's already been told, allegedly. So we're in a ludicrous position. So have I given anything away? Maybe I have.
1: Moving on. And thirdly, uh, I've recently re-listened to Project Destiny. Can we have Stephen Chance back as Nimrod? He is one of the best villains you've created, and I'd love to hear him in action again.
0: Yes, Stephen Chance is brilliant as Nimrod, a, gr- a great actor, lovely fellow, and no plans to bring him back. But, you know, there he exists, and those great stories, the project stories, uh, uh, with the forge and all that, and just uh, brilliant, um, but yeah, no, no plans to bring him back, but you can go back and listen to those ones any day.
1: They're always there. And if you like Stephen Chance, you might like Tom Chance from Chance in a Million with Simon Callow. Uh, great sitcom from the 80s. Uh, Nick, have you ever heard of that? No. Amazing. Check it out. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's got uh, Brenda Blethyn in it as well as Tom Blethin. Chance's... Yeah, yes. Blethin, blah, 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 blah Bledhrin. Blen, blen, blen.
0: Blah, 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 blah. That's what we're... That's my nickname for her. Bledhrin. Oh. Blether, 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 blether,
1: um I've never been good with She's very good actress anyway. She's very good. She's very good in that as well. Uh, recommended. She that would a, have been a good Doctor Who too. She would have been. She would have been fantastic. She's uh she does Vera, doesn't she? Which she's great in that. Yes, a
0: detective series. Indeed yeah, you do? Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, look, I mentioned a female doctor. We had a really unpleasant email sent in where someone accused us of being cowards for not talking about the female doctor well what's to say you know great there's a female doctor this i think the debate is over it's it's happened it's blooming exciting and uh, i can't wait for it absolutely that, i don't think that's controversial is it I t- there's no point going on about it you know we have to wait and see what it's like and it'll be lovely i'm sure
1: well you, you know it's the end of the day it shows about change and moving on moving forward um and and what better way to do it than to to make a change like this and uh and see where the story goes yeah you
0: know it's uh i think the story will you know be like a doctor who story that's where i think the story will go which (laughs) and and there is nothing wrong with that is there really (laughs) well i i hope not in doctor who it'd be nice if the you know (laughs) that's what happens in doctor who benji they're doctor who stories are
1: they? I thought they yeah. were sort of
0: more, more along the lines of, of,
1: of Z cars. And
0: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
1: anyway. Anyway, yes. Uh, do jo- carry on. Jo- uh, Jodie Whittaker, though. Absolutely fantastic. Actor, yeah. actress. I never know whether to call people an actor or an actress. It's one of those... Well, I suppose actor. Actor is, is more... Just say actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just never know. Just never know. Uh, so yes, following. I'm off, telling you now. You knew. You know now. I know now. That's it. This <laughs> is. I've. I've well and truly. I've learned something. Uh, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's
0: mortifyingly offensive if you. You know, happen to say actress by mistake. It's because
1: it's because they still do awards like Best Actress Award when it really it should be yes. Best Female Actor Award. Yeah. Yeah, mm. who knows? Who knows? I know well. a friend
0: of mine uh, was talking to me the other day and said, "We, really, you know," I'm, she said, "she's on a mission that you know." Now they talk about the women's England football team. She said, "Can we, when we mention the, the football, the England team, we should call them the men's England football team as well?" So, absolutely, but I'm on a mission to. I said, "Unfortunately, I can't really help you there because the, I don't really mention football that much in my life, except to say I'm not interested in it." <laughs> Yeah. I'm not uh, interested in the men's England football teams. Good yeah, enough. That's what, works, that's for what I say. works for me. Works
1: for me. Yeah, anyway, so Peter Wood here is just uh, finishing off his email and saying... Oh, thank following Peter. He's on, drumming
0: his fingers at the moment, is, isn't come he? Come on, chaps,
1: come on. Uh, following on for this, in unit assembly, brackets, which is utterly, utterly, utterly brilliant, by the way, uh, various unit personnel, such as Bamba and Klein, get name-checked. Is there any chance of seeing these characters back in the studio? think that's everything he says fingers crossed some good answers brackets complete with tangents hey you got what you wish for um keep up the good work peter wood
0: we certainly did provide those tangents uh, in answer to your question about the unit personnel i certainly wouldn't rule that out uh, n- no concrete plans and certainly nothing we could announce at the moment uh, next up this rather splendid missive from derek Leftly, which autocorrects to lefty or deftly this is interesting, um, or is it? Write in and tell me, uh, do you, Nick? No, okay. Uh, hello, Nick and Benji. Uh, this is uh, the first time I've emailed Big Finish, and after this treatment, probably the last. And I hope it meets your high standards. It's already soaring. Skywards, uh, it is in four parts that are all linked. But first, I must say that you missed a trick by not having Bilal have a cameo <laughs> role in the Steed and Mrs. <laughs> Peel audios. Bilal is from Death to the Daleks, a 1974 Doctor Who story. In case you've never heard the podcast before and don't know what we're talking about, um, they could have had the following scene Steed says, Hello, old chap, uh, can you tell me the way to the castle? and Bilal says, That way leads to (laughs) D.A.F. Right, now that's out of my system. There's a good old Avengers joke. Silence for the rest of you. Uh, One, (laughs) Nick, uh, you mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that Matthew Waterhouse couldn't remember when he met you, but the 90s were mentioned. I attended Panopticon 93 in, well, 93, in fact, and you were interviewing Matthew and Janet Fielding. Therefore, even if this wasn't the first meeting, it is no later than 1993, and I've got the photo to prove it says Derek Uh, well um, I think that may well be it I think I might have met him there it wasn't a very happy interview because Janet was having a right old go about Doctor Who and I dared to argue with her (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't go very well. Anyway, uh, two, uh, as I was looking at the photos of Panopticon 93, I came across one taken of me with Deborah Watling. I was naturally very sad to hear the passing of Deborah. It was lovely meeting her, and she was very bubbly and happy. She, Oh, she was bubbly. That's a really good word for Debbie. I feel very lucky to have met her. And Nick, I also have a photo of you interviewing her and Fraser Hines at that event. I'd completely forgotten about that. But there was a time when I did loads and loads of uh, convention interviews and um, Yeah, it's difficult to separate out all the memories. I kind of just Yeah, mm, Maybe I should sit down and try and do that or maybe just get on with my job <laughs> at three last Sunday On the way to a big film and comic event in London with my son I met another doctor who actor companion whilst waiting for the train to leave a lady walked onto the platform looking a bit lost It was Louise Jameson. I nearly shouted, over here, Lila, but managed to stop myself and signal to her that this was the right train. I'm imagining you use semaphore or something like that when you signaled. (laughs) Uh, We had a good chat about Big Finish, brackets, all good, close brackets, and I felt like I'd known her for ages. She was great. Uh, You have known her for ages. She's been secretly living in your house. She told me about this the other week. I don't know whether you knew that, Derek. She knows you intimately. Uh, Covered under uh, the
1: stairs. (laughs) uh, uh,
0: Lou is just so lovely I'm so glad you had a nice chat with her Uh, Four, now for the crux of this email Sorry it's so long Yes, buck up
7: Derek the
1: up
0: Very deftly written. (laughs) Uh, At this same event, we met John Reese Davis, is one of the most generous people I've ever met. He gave me 50 pounds. I made that bit up, he didn't. Uh, I could have just watched him all day interacting with fans, uh, giving them all 50 pounds, no doubt. I mentioned that I'd recently watched The Incredible Robert Baldrick and that his mutton chops made Wolverines look like (laughs) bumfumf. <laughs> uh at which he roared with laughter pretty much like i did it got me thinking has he ever done any big finish uh i could be wrong but i don't think so if not then buck up briggs and bring that man on board i think he he would make a great number two in a sort of leo McKern fashion with his rich booming voice uh now, if I'm, if I'm wrong and he has done a Big Finish audio, I will generate a tail so I can put it between my legs as I walk away. I also wondered if Big Finish had thought about adapting and uh, continuing Terry Nation's Robert Baldrick. Um, I think it would, uh, could make a, a good series. Uh, please keep up the good work, Big Finish. You guys are quality. Regards, Derek Leftley. Well, Derek, uh, I think you're right in that John Rhys-Davies hasn't been in a Big Finish. I'm right in saying that,
1: aren't I, Benji? I, 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 not... I can go on the... the, the I'm data pretty darn certain.
0: I have met him. I met him at a convention in uh, Canada. And we had a jolly old chat. Um, he is a terribly nice fellow. Um, I think I've met him again and, and sort of said, oh, we've met before. And he did that thing of going, uh, yes, yes, I absolutely I know. And I thought, no, you don't. But you're just being lovely. Bless you. Um, yeah, we should get him. I mean, he is very in demand. He he's traveling all around the world all the time doing movie roles and promoting, you know, the great movie franchises he's been in and, and doing conventions. Very, very difficult to get hold of. Might be too expensive for us. I don't know. Well, look him up. It's a good idea. He would be a great number two, wouldn't he? And I think I've even seen him in the Soundhouse where we record sometimes. He's been in there on other productions. So,
1: yeah. Well, good
0: idea. Thank you, Derek.
1: Yes. There is a uh, a, a tie uh, for Big Finish and um, John Rhys-Davies, actually. Is it
0: a bow tie? or it's, It is. It,
1: well, it's, it's certainly something of the... Uh, Something of the evening uh, sort of... Uh, baka. But basically, it's a book called <laughs> Meals in the Limelight, which is uh, it's, 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 this is from 2011. It says here, The big Finnish acting community has come to the rescue of a schoolboy in his bid to raise, raise funds for a life-changing trip to Borneo. Uh, and Borneo. Borneo. Yeah. No, never been there. Don't care. Um, the big Finnish acting community. Neither
0: have I, but I've heard how to pronounce it. Yeah, well,
1: just I, I, yeah, but I, you know, I, I still, I still call Mumbai Bombay. Um, uh, the big Finnish acting community has come to the rescue of a schoolboy in in his trip to raise funds for a life changing trip to Borneo. <laughs> But, no, you didn't. You, it was
0: fine. It's the way you said it in a very exasperated, will that do sort of way.
1: <laughs> oh dear. But basically, um, a bunch of actors got together and have contributed uh, recipes for this book. Uh, and it says here um, that uh, other co- contributors to this book include uh, Catherine Tate, Karen Gillan, Bernard Cribbins, and also John Rhys Davies who ah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, I will be making the ham or the <laughs> lamb. Um, but yeah, so so he is a sort of, there's something, some yeah. small Did I there. contribute to it? <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, Jason Hay Gallery certainly did. Um, Fraser Hines, and you did, yes, at the end. Yeah. Nicholas Briggs at the end. Yes, you did. Yeah.
0: Was it what does it say I can what my recipe was? It doesn't say. It doesn't uh, say you
1: well, you have, have to get the book which I, I don't even know if it It is. was a wartime
0: pie I remember. Oh very nice. It was a pie I can't remember what it was called it was named after the minister who you know the World War 2 a cheap pie with vegetables in. And uh yeah I just made one and so um what was the boy's name? Uh the boy's name
1: was I've just I've just got rid of the page. Um <sighs> uh I'll just meals in the limelight. Can't you just go back? No, I deleted the tab. I, del- I deleted the tab. You never it's delete it's, tabs. It's it's back now. It's it's. Uh, his name is Tom Roberts. Um, yeah, and ne-
0: he is the son of Neil Roberts, who is an actor who's worked for Big Finish. Oh. And I know Neil. I've directed him in theatre stuff. Uh, yeah, and I remember Neil got in touch with me, and yes, I did that. So goodness, he did well, didn't he?
1: So that's an interesting sort of uh, sidestep there. It's nice to know uh, that even yeah. even though. Uh, you know, it wasn't a direct big finish link. We do have some link to uh, John Reese Davis there. Yes. Uh also I haven't forgotten the Robert Baldrick thing. I have seen that, the
0: uh the incredible Robert Baldrick or whatever it was called. Yes. Uh yes, it was called that. Um and uh, we have no plans to do that. It's a it's mighty obscure.
1: Hmm. Moving on. Moving on then, so finally this little correction from Nicholas Farraza. Um hi Nick. Not actually a question for the podcast, but more a quick comment in response to your most recent one. During your Randomoid Selectatron segment, you were surprised to learn that you directed Just War, and not Gary Russell, as you seem to remember. I don't have a definitive answer here, but it's worth noting that the Doctor Who wiki lists Mr. Russell as the director for this release, possibly suggesting that your memory is correct and someone's just entered the wrong info on the website all the best nick
0: ah nick you're absolutely right someone did enter the wrong info on the website um sue cowley looked into this Uh, the correct information has been entered into the database for the new website um because the person doing that was looking at the cd covers and certainly i'm credited uh, i'm not credited as the director of just war on that uh, I was around during the recording, and and I did arrive at lunchtime to discover they'd had technical difficulties. Someone else suggested it was a, a the, oh I just can't remember the name of the story now, Dragons something or other that was the one that had the technical difficulties, and I'd confused the two because there's a disclaimer on that release saying sorry, there's poor technical quality because they did they had a very bad problem on that one. Um, but um, no, I didn't direct it. I was just around at a time. I think we might have been doing two productions in the same day or something crazy like that. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. I may have just come into the studio to try and work out what the problem was. <laughs> Gary might have phoned me and said, We're having trouble, Nick. I don't know what it is. Because we were recording on digital audio tape then. Or there dat. Was something... Yeah, dat. This or dat. Uh, and yeah, I was just about to go into some detail that's actually sending me to sleep. So I'll shut
1: up. <laughs> But cheers, uh, Nicholas Ferraza, for that one. Our in-house uh, detective there, uh, or he's not in house, so he's our out of out- house.
0: He's out. He's in the outhouse. He's,
1: he's in the outhouse. He's got a little desk. He's in the privy. <laughs> he's got a little desk, a magnifying glass, and one of those silly little detectives' hats. There's no toilet paper in here. Well, I'm sorry. You'll have to make do. There, there should be a newspaper on the floor. <laughs> in the outhouse. <laughs> in the outhouse. Yeah. <sighs> But anyway, so that's all that we've got time for in this week's listeners' emails. Cheers to everybody that has uh, emailed in. You're all a great bunch of people, and there'll be more next time. Uh, So there we go. That's done and dusted. We've got to move on, Nick, because, you know, time is short, and we are young. So
0: now, uh, we sent Karen Parks on a mission to interview people for the podcast. Last week, you heard a chat with uh, Jan Chapel, Callie and Blake Seven. You missed it? Well, go back and have a listen. All the podcasts are available. Uh, this week, Karen braves the Peter Davison era oh, to speak to one of my favourite Doctor Who people, Sarah Sutton.
8: I'm sitting here with Sarah Sutton. Sarah, when did you first meet Nick Briggs?
9: When did I first meet Nick Briggs? Well, it was—it was obviously a very, very long time ago, and I have a notoriously bad memory, so I just can't remember. I do remember quite early on. I did a convention up in, I think it was Newcastle, and the plane lost my luggage. And oh, no. I was—I was—I was only there for one night. I don't know why I just didn't take a. A carry-on bag. I don't. I don't know what possessed me, and I remember having great laughs with him about the fact that I hadn't. I had nothing to wear. I had no clean knickers like <laughs> that. I was a, I do remember him laughing, thinking he thought that was very funny. Uh, but I don't actually remember when I met. Him. I'm very sorry, Nick. It obviously didn't engrave itself on my memory. So I do apologise.
8: You didn't know he was going to have such an impact on your no, future No, obviously career. not. <laughs> Um, so, what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish Productions at the moment? You've just started recording the first story in a new batch. Yes,
9: we've got another trilogy um, coming up, um, and this is day one of day six, so we're, it's all very new, and we're doing the first story. Um, some more interesting stories. I think, I believe I've got some drowning acting to do in one story. I'm not too sure. I'm a bit worried about that. I, I thought they might. Bring a big bowl of water or something into the studio, and I was going to have to duck my head in it. And so I don't quite. I'm a bit worried about that. I have to say. Um, i t- tingling my molecules uh, in a in a in a negative way that I'm not doing more big finish. So if you can have tingling mon- <laughs> molecules in a positive and a negative way, positive that I'm here, beginning of day of of six days, negative that I I wish I was here more.
8: Is there um, a Big Finish story that um, people present to you to be autographed uh, the most often at, at conventions? Is there one that stands um, out? No,
9: they're pretty much across the board. I mean, the, the one that I suppose does come back at me more is spare parts, um, and quite rightly so, because I think it's brilliant. Um, but, no, there's a reasonably good spread. I'm always trying to encourage people to buy the, the new ones and everything, but the Big Finish do so much now.
8: Um, and what is tingling your molecules about entertainment in general right now? Any specific TV or film or theatre recommendations? Um,
9: no, I don't watch a lot of television. I spend a lot of time in my garden this time of the year. Um, but uh, theatre-wise, I went to see Michael Cochran, who's done some big finishes, um, in Nell Gwynn, um, which was brilliant. Um, and I'd like to have seen it. with transferred... Finally, it ended up at the Globe, and I think it would have really suited the Globe. I didn't see it in the Globe. I saw it in my local theatre, but it would be nice to have seen it there. And the other thing we went to on my my daughter's birthday, actually, was 42nd Street, because I think I'm a hoofer at heart, and I love a tap dance. And the dancing, the tap dancing was amazing. It was just fantastic. I could sit through it all again. At the end I would, my cheeks were aching because I was smiling so much. I thought, oh, "Don't stop, don't stop, keep going, keep going." That they, they must be so fit those guys. Was
8: that the first time you'd ever seen a production of it? No,
9: I'd seen it must have been 30 odd years ago at Drury Lane again at the Theatre Royal. So it's, it's taken all this time for it to come back. You can see why it's a cast of, you know, thousands in it, but um it's it's fabulous, really, really. It's not like a big musical. Oh, no. And, and, oh, it's just Makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Love it. Um yeah, so that's what's been particularly my molecules recently.
8: Um and do you have a guilty entertainment pleasure? Is there something you're indulging in that you feel like um, you shouldn't really be you know, but you do love you, it anyway? Do you know,
9: what? I don't think there is. I don't really watch much telly and I'm I'm not reading very much. I read on holiday a bit, but um I do like Gardener's World. I don't know if that's supposed to be I don't <laughs> well, think that counts as a guilty that, that, pleasure. I don't think that counts. Well, I don't think it's a guilty pleasure mm-hmm. at all. It's just a pleasure as far as I'm concerned. So, no, I can't think of anything. No game
8: shows that you... Or talk shows that you have stumbled upon. No,
9: no I'll probably think of something as soon as we <laughs> turn the microphone off, but I can't think of anything at the moment.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I asked uh, Jan Chapel that, and her guilty pleasure was... Um, oh, God, what was it? She admitted to watching... You know, the only way is Essex and oh, the desperate okay. housewives, you know, ha- oh, real housewives. Okay,
9: those shows. oh, the thing that my daughter's really into is Love Island. That's uh, <laughs> that's all filmed in Mallorca, and we go to Mallorca quite a lot. So, I re- probably should watch that. She says it's it's brilliant and she keeps getting very excited. Oh my god, Sometimes happens. So, um, that could be, I could find that on my guilty secrets okay. list
8: and what are your summer plans
9: my summer plans are because the weather is so fabulous at the moment and let's fingers crossed it'll stay that way is to enjoy my garden because i've worked very hard at my garden um and then we're having a little holiday in september we're going to croatia for a week so that'll be nice sort of end mm-hmm. to the end the summer what's
8: your garden like is it a big English, it's very English. flowery one? Yes, it's, there's
9: lots of flowers in it. And I've just we've changed our patio this year. We've increased the patio area. And that's created some more beds to the side. So I did go to Chelsea this year and got completely inspired. And then went to the garden center and spent a fortune <laughs> on um, salvias and tangerine, geoms. And uh, I've sowed some grass seeds. So it's all looking very... Very Chelsea, the bit at the front. But the rest of it is, is very um, hydrangeas and, you know, very pretty nice. English things. Any No, not this year. My vegetable patch is, is just a mass of weeds at the moment. I've okay. given up on my vegetable patch. I've got bindweed, which is just... has driving me nuts. I've given up.
8: Has gardening been a lifetime uh, hobby or a
9: relatively um, recent? It's not recent, but it's not been lifetime. Both my parents were keen gardeners and my parents had a lovely garden... Um, so I suppose it was sort of... I've been brought up with, with gardening, but I can't say when I lived in London things I didn't have a garden. It was only when, when I got my own home that um, I had a garden.
8: And Do you do it all your own?
9: I do most of it myself. I have um, a lady who helps me in the spring for about uh, once a week, and then in the autumn, put it to bed for the winter, but all the other times I, I do it. But she's coming round for a cup of tea on Thursday because she never gets to see the garden in the summer when it's looking its best. I said, please come and look at what your hard workers we've, we've produced together. So right. she's coming for tea on Thursday, which yes. will be nice.
8: Now, um, I've been uh, helping out at these recordings uh, since about December. And one of the things I've noticed is everybody's always talking about the latest tech acquisitions in the green room. So what is your latest ac- latest tech acquisition? Or are you a um, calendrant tech player?
9: I... I do love to, I'm getting, I'm, I have to, I'm getting very cross. I'm getting very, very cross. I've only been here a couple of hours and I'm already very cross. Peter and Barney have both got iPad Pros and I really, really want an iPad Pro with a pencil. <laughs> and I haven't got one. Oh. And they keep going on and on about their wonderful pencil ahead so I'm a bit hacked off Then <laughs> that's what I would like because I, it's the drawing side of it, I'm a great doodler I don't do wonderful artwork like Barney does but I would spend all day, I wouldn't get anything done actually I'd just spend all day fiddling on the drawing and painting on the thing. drawing garden plans drawing, I could, I could read it. no, don't tell my husband i redesign the garden I would not be popular <laughs> thank you very much
8: thank you
0: Sarah Sutton there with her iPad Pro envy. I hope she's not listening because I've got an iPad Pro too. <laughs> you've got you've got an iPad. iPad iPad Pros, as I like to call them, Iprads, uh, are, are um, super because uh, when you're directing and you're directing and you've got loads of scripts on the go, it means you're not having to cart around masses and masses of paper. Because I tend to use my uh, computer for the schedule. So I've got two screens there. The iPad Pro is A4 size. And also you can just write notes with the um, iPencil as well. Highly recommended. Too expensive, obviously. But, you know, hopefully they'll get cheaper. Unfortunately, I was an early adopter. Forced by, uh, tricked into it, actually, by Ken Bentley, who gave me the impression, consciously or otherwise, that everyone had them. So I thought, oh, I must get one of these. And then I discovered that I was like one of the first people. Thanks, Ken, and therefore had all
1: the teething problems, mainly due to my own stupidity, I have to confess. Well, that is fascinating, Nick, and, and don't let anybody tell you you're anything less than fascinating. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do like, I'll tell you one thing, though, when you, when you said that Karen braves the Peter Davison era, um, I think you should have had a little doodle doo little synthy <laughs> tweak there, because that's that's just what went through my head when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down.
0: That's a bit of Mordred Undead, then.
1: That is, is. Oh, my God. That was, that was, <laughs> That you're on it. That, somebody's had their Frosties sad, this morning. It, yeah? no, no. I used to
0: audio record it and listen to
1: it, so I've got all that sort of
0: stuck in my head.
1: I love all that. <gasps> that. Please, someone do an operation to get it out. I love all that sort of, you know, Down. <laughs> Like when they've got all those weird, what's all that about? I'm not complaining because it's awesome, but uh, what's that about? What, what's that about? Um, but, uh, oh, Paddy Kingsland, what's what's that about? Oh, I love old old padders, old padders. Uh, anyway, any road up, so it's now time for the Randomoids Selectatron So cue that music.
0: Right, come on then. What have we got?
1: We're in. It's the City of
0: Spires Oh, yeah, love yeah. it City of yeah, Spires yeah. Uh, Great memories of this Is Fraser Hines I think it was the first one We, we decided to do uh, a, a season with uh, Colin Baker Where uh, he uh, was with Jamie And uh, and this, this was the first one, I think It was not called City of Spires That's my title <laughs> <laughs> the, tit- the title Nazi came in, yes, uh, Simon Bovey had called it something else, like Red Cap or
1: something. Uh, there's there's a, um, a... Georgia Moffat is in it! Talk about relevance. Ran, I, I do sometimes believe that Ran has this... I think Ran listens, you know. Yeah. Intelligent. We had Charlie Ross, who was delighted to be in it, you know,
0: because he'd been Charlie Ross, who... who uh, I think he's given up being a comedian now, but he was a, a stand-up comedian, and he, um, he said to me, uh, you know, why... Uh, you don't have enough genuine Scots accents in Doctor Who, so can I have a part? So I thought, yes, come on, then. And so, yeah. Uh, Sam Graham, who's very good. I think Sam Graham l- later turns up in um, Destination Nerva, yeah, a- among other productions he did for us. But yes, but lots of fun working with Georgia in this. She's, she's so deadpan. Most of the direction I gave her, she used to just look at me over the microphone and kind of roll her eyes <laughs> And smile in a slightly patronising way as we say, you think I'm going to take any notice of you? She just used to make me hoot with laughter. She was such fun. And Colin Baker and Fraser Hines both uh, great to work with. So, so much ribbing of each other going on. Oh look, here's the trailer. City of Spires.
3: You. What's your business here? Of course. You wouldn't recognize me. For Scotland and freedom! Scotland and freedom! You know the drill. Women and children to be rounded up. But no man left alive. Doesn't matter where it is or what period does it, there's always some tin-pot tyrant ready to solve every problem with a gun. What did you say? A will know why you are here. Who are you? An English spy? James Robert McCrimmon, son of Donald and a piper like his father. You serve to the laird Colin McLaren at Culloden. Are you ready, boys? Look!
5: The same as you. Not a red cap, mind. He's just my jailer. I was sent here by the overlord he serves.
0: Oh! Ah! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. There you are. That was the trailer. I, it's highly recommended. Do you know that one?
1: I do know that one, yeah. I mean, uh, the one thing I would say, actually, about about this, this whole thing in general is that you can watch the, the two doctors and, and obviously you can see straight away that, you know, Colin and Fraser there's great connection between those two and it works, the characters, the Doctor and Jamie there, so awesome, yeah. whoever's decision it was to put, put the Doctor and Jamie back together, or should I say the Sixth Doctor and uh, yeah. Jamie back together, absolute cracking decision there, and so I recommend well, all, it, of, I think all was, of them actually.
0: Yeah, then, then there's the Wreck of the Titan, which comes next, by Barnaby Edwards, and then the last one is, I think Le- yeah, Legend of the Cybermen.
1: I listened to the Mavics. Wreck of the Titan not, not so long ago, actually. Oh. And okay, yeah, because I remember I was stuck at East Croydon Station for ages, and, uh, and I just decided it just became a, a genuinely quite a pleasant uh, delayed experience. Just that's one of it. Howard
0: Carter's earliest bits of sound design for us, I think.
1: Oh, um, Howard,
0: Howard Carter, legend. But the previous one and Andy uh, Hardwick did it. Did a fantastic job on it. I wonder who did Legend of the Cybermen. That was a real. That's set in the land of fiction. That one. Yeah, uh, Jamie Robertson, amazing work, amazing work, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Love
1: Goodness. that cover actually. It's a very nice cover.
0: All our covers yeah. are very nice. What am I talking about? Well, I know, but you can. Uh, this was Alex. I'm pretty certain it was Alex Mallinson doing the covers at this point, was it? Oh no, it's Simon Holub. Well, hush my mouth. Wow, I, th- I really thought um, he must have. I bet he did this one as well. I bet he did. The, he did the Titan too. And, uh. Yeah, he, he did, did do... this one as well. Simon did, Holler. Did yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we've had the uh, trailer for City of Spires. Let's have the trailer for Wreck of the Titan.
2: So, Tess, what is it that drags you away from the captain's cocktail party and out here into the cold night?
5: Adventure. Something's going to happen tonight, Teddy. Something momentous, elemental, and you and I are going to be a part of it.
3: This ship is amazing, Doctor. Jamie, this is the Titanic. 46,000 tons of steel, wood and glass. Nine stories of Art Nouveau splendor. Nearly 900 feet long and 90 feet wide, with a capacity for 3,500 passengers and crew. It's the biggest ship the world has ever known. And in just 20 minutes' time, it's going to hit an iceberg the size of Ben Nevis and Sink. Sink? Sound the foghorn, now! Aye, aye, Captain. We need to get off this ship now. But how? Step away from that door, Doctor. For the last time, I am not a saboteur.
4: Exhilarating, isn't
3: it? Uh, Well, careful what you wish for, Miss.
4: There's closing in on us, Captain. 600 metres, 500.
3: Feeding in auxiliary power. Ice! Ice ahead! Ice back! are coming in too fast! Brace yourselves!
2: This is where life began, and for some of us, where it will end.
0: Subscribers get more. At bigfinish.com And while we're at it, why not Legend of the Cybermen 2? Why not? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Legend of the Cybermen.
7: You weren't expecting this. What about me? I had a life back in Scotland... And then you come along and, and you tell me about this whole other life, a, a strange, mad life, fighting monsters among the stars and, and always running from one calamity to the next. And I was wondering, like, how come you never came
3: back for us then? Oh, Jamie. Oh! Ah! Jamie, are you hurt? Ah. You're not dying here, James Robert McCrimmon. That I promise you. Ready? No. Surrender, you will be converted. He's a Cyberman. Oh, it's you lot again, is it? The Cybermen
4: fell to land here some time in the past. They have made war on us
3: ever what since. What
6: if we don't succeed? What if we can't hold back the Cybermen?
3: I want to see what the Cybermen are up to. The castle is well defended. Let our of Listen. Flyers. There, coming in from the west. On an approach run. Stay low! (laughs) Jamie! Doctor? Jamie! (laughs) Doctor! (laughs) Jamie!
0: Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. So there you are, three for one. With the randomoid selectortron, I think it's a, a a a bumper. That counts as a bumper
1: randomoid selectortron. That is, yeah. Rans, ran ran. What what's ran cubed? Is it not? Is it three cubed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ran I cubed. Know. I think it is. Don't ask me maths questions. No, I don't know. I, don't, I hate maths. Always have done. Uh, yes. Uh, there we go. So cheers, Ran. You are a champion amongst machines. Uh, So yes, as the podcast fades from view like an overwritten timeline in a vortex upheaval of mind-boggling magnitude, uh, there's just time for Nick to round up the latest releases with his lasso out there for you to tingle your ear things with.
0: Hamlet is now out, starring Alexander Vlahos, Miles Richardson, Tracy Childs and Terry Malloy. You seriously shouldn't miss it. Then, well, I feel I should just play you last week's out now stuff. Uh, you know, uh, there's, nothing else has changed, but as you know, there's loads coming out this week. Uh, which we mentioned in the news. And, of course, there'll be The Prisoner Volume 2, which we'll be seriously teasing in the next podcast. But don't forget, if you want to listen to something right now that's pretty brand new, Torchwood, The Office of Never Was with Yanto Jones, Doctor Who, The Mervellon Graves starring Tom Baker and Lala Ward, Flashpoint starring Sheridan Smith as Lucy Miller, Blake Seven, The Spoils of War starring Paul Darrow, Jacqueline Pierce, Stephen Pacey, Jan Chappell and the gang, Uh, Dark Shadows, love lives on starring matthew waterhouse who may come and kill me uh because i've sung that again i told him all about that actually i don't know whether he listens to the podcast if he does hello matthew uh terror hawks volume three the final series getting blooming great reviews uh, got a 10 out of 10 from block to who the other day don't miss it uh,
1: there's more but we're out of time And that's it just time for me to ask nick about his mosquito bites
0: yeah look at that i don't know whether you can see it
1: oh that is a that is a, a humdinger that one isn't it yeah i don't know i suddenly thought
0: about this time last year i was in sicily on holiday and i got eaten by mosquitoes and now here i am in the uk at the same time of year and suddenly i'm being eaten by mosquitoes again i haven't seen a single mosquito in my flat well, there's and I, and I and I sleep with the the window shut because I'm on the ground floor in London. You'd open the window at night. <laughs> no way. No way.
1: <laughs> well, I can give you a tip for, for mm. mosquitoes in general, although I don't I don't know whether it's it's worth doing in in, yeah, in, yeah. in London. But um, I was on holiday. I went to Crete, um, uh, Rethymnon. Beautiful, beautiful place, Rethymnon. Uh, and I went there just a few years ago with my ex-girlfriend and. We just kept getting bitten by mosquitoes, and it was awful. And I yeah, found yeah. this incredible app on my phone, which emits Night. an ultra supersonic pitch, which utterly, which they can't stand. And and it, you can barely hear it; uh, the human ear can barely hear it. But do you know what? I slept like a king that week. No mosquitoes wow. at all. Not not one. Absolute. That is honestly it works it worked for me certainly i know wasn't that though the holiday
0: when you, you then went on a killing spree because of the effect it had on your brain oh absolutely i mean it was a massacre <laughs> it was a massacre no that's the only side of it isn't it you just become a murderous assassin but apart from that apart from the, that the it's frequencies fine. are that, harmless
1: that was actually the holiday where my um my ex-girlfriend decided to wear ridiculous shoes um resulting in having to go to a and e in in uh, Crete having her foot bandaged up and being told that we can't go on the beach or anywhere near a pool or anything, so we ended up just sort of having that. And then, and oh. then, and then I went to take a photo of a really nice view, and this German guy behind me shouted, went, Raus, 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 like that. And I looked around, I thought, what's going on? It turns out he wanted me to move out the way so that he could take a picture of the same view. It's like, excuse me. I remember thinking that was like the funniest thing. I love, I love that. I just thought,
0: oh, don't mind me, don't mind me. Photo hassle, yes. I got in the, when I was walking through London the other day on a uh, uh, yesterday, in fact, on Hungerford Bridge. A family where there's there's a bit a walkway you go through where the walls. Uh, I have slopes on them to stop people from sleeping in corners basically it's, it's a terrible fact of life and they, this family decided the father and the daughter decided to run along and run up and down the slopes like they were sort of you know <laughs> uh, what's it called parkour it was a bit like oh that, yeah, you know, yeah 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 and uh, uh and and i was just in a hurry to get to the big finish office <laughs> and so i just walked right through the middle of their shot i said i'm terribly sorry to ruin your shot and they looked at me <laughs> with laser beams in their eyes. Anyway, I hope that your ex-girlfriend was listening to the podcast, Benji. I, I very much um, doubt it, so, to be honest. Yeah, I very so, much yeah, doubt yeah. It. Well, uh, I'll find out who she is and, and send her a link. Um, <laughs> so, time for us to say goodbye. Yes,
1: yes. Goodbye. goodbye.
0: And now, from Big Finish, a whole quarter of an hour of one of our upcoming releases, The Third Doctor Box It, Volume 3, that is, uh, Storm of the Horror Facts. And Doctor Who gets himself into a bit of trouble, don't you know?
7: Target bearing? Sir, target bearing 026, depth 200 feet, range 600 yards and closing. Roger.
4: Engage with mortar, SC controlling. Attack.
7: Mortar firing. Depth charges away, sir. Roger. Sir, sonar contact. What? Possible submarine. This isn't
4: part of the exercise. There shouldn't be a submarine within miles.
7: Whoever they are, They're right in the target area. Well? Hard to tell, sir. There's a lot of disruption in the water. There. Still intact and surfacing.
4: Fast. Hard about. Rescue stations. I want Royal Marines in the water. Now! All right. Stand back, everyone.
3: Strangest submersible I ever saw, sir.
4: You're not wrong, Lieutenant. Those engine ducks look odd. No propellers. It's open. It. Hello. Are you all right? In good. Green. Who? What are you?
6: Please. My intentions are peaceful.
4: She looks like. A... She's. Alien? And she has more than adequate hearing. Why did you attack me? That was an accident. Are you injured? <laughs> a, a little dazed, that is all. A depth charge has exploded right on top of your spaceship. You must be more than dazed. I can have a medic look you over. Oh, uh, assuming you have the same, I mean. There is no need. Still, you should rest. Lieutenant, take her to the wardroom. Aye, aye, sir.
6: You can now contact your specialists, Commander. I beg your pardon? You are going to call on
4: unit. Unit? I was just thinking, this is what they're supposed to. Hang on. How could you know that? Can you read my mind?
6: I see what will become flying craft will bring a military man and a young woman. The woman and I shall be
5: friends.
2: Joe, I said you should have stayed in bed. Oh, it's only a cold.
5: Anyway, the sea air will do me good. sure. Bless you.
4: Is it much further, Doctor?
7: Major Hardy? Shouldn't be long now, Doctor.
4: Approaching helicopter, this is Royal Navy destroyer HMS Nemesis. Are you receiving? Over.
7: In fact, not long at all. Nemesis, this is unit call sign, windmill 282. Go ahead. Over.
4: Commander Burton, here. We have you on radar about ten minutes out. We're ready to receive you on the helipad. Over.
7: More received, Commander. Wimmel 282 out. There you are, Joe.
5: Ten minutes. Oh, great. Oh, well, I'll just sit back and enjoy the view while I can.
7: Commander, Permission granted. Welcome
4: to HMS Nemesis.
7: Ahoy there. Major Paul Hardy. This is the Doctor, Unit's Scientific Advisor, and his assistant, Miss Grant.
4: Uh, please, call me Joe. John. Joe. Uh, I- is something wrong? Hmm? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stare. It's just that... she said you'd be coming. She? Our uninvited visitor. She said there would be a young woman from Unit. Did she? Interesting.
2: What else did she say? Let's talk about that on the way, shall we? Commander, would you take
4: us to her? Certainly. She's in the wardroom. Follow me. What's your name again, Doctor? That's right. Been with Unit long, Major? Two years, sir. I was briefed on Unit during my officer training at Dartmouth including some of the things you chaps have dealt with. Not sure I believed it at the time. Enough of the chit-chat, Commander. Tell us about your alien. Describe her. Uh, human-like, but with a high forehead, bluish skin, unusually long fingers. Do you recognize that description, Doctor?
2: There are a few possibilities. Has she said anything about herself?
4: Only that her intentions are peaceful, and her name, Arianda. I've kept her isolated since she came on board. After you blew up her ship, you mean? Doctor? She wandered into our target area. We understand you were on a naval exercise. A joint NATO exercise. We were dropping depth charges against dummy targets. She pinged on sonar, but by then it was too late.
5: Oh, she must have been terrified.
4: I sent out a rescue party straight away. They recovered her and her craft. The thing looks like a big metal egg.
2: No doubt a capsule of some kind.
4: It must be damn strong. My SC, sorry, sonar controller, tells me it took a direct hit. But the only damage seems to be some indentations in the casing. She came out of it unscathed. And she predicted I'd be here? She mentioned unit and said there would be a military man and a young woman on an aircraft. A lucky guess.
5: But she didn't mention you, Doctor.
4: Apparently not. There was something else. In fact, I was going to suggest... You might want to take a detour down here before we meet her. To sickbay? Is somebody hurt? Arianda apologised for two of my men becoming ill when no one was ill. An hour later, two of my ratings were admitted to the sickbay. They'd been helping move her ship to the cargo hold. She predicted they would get sick? Quite. What's wrong with these two sailors, Commander? Their symptoms are... odd. It would be better if you saw for yourself. I've had them kept in isolation.
2: Uh, show me. Uh, Joe, Major Hardy, best you wait here. As you say. Until but Doctor, I'm I... sure whatever is wrong with them isn't contagious.
5: Right. Well, if you're going to do that, I'll go ahead and meet this Ariander.
4: I don't know, Joe. I'll go with her, Doctor. She's being amicable. I don't think there's any danger.
5: Oh, come on. Anyway, she'll probably like having another female to
4: talk to. Very well. So long as Paul is with you. Absolutely. You'll find her in the wardroom in the next section. The guard on the door is expecting unit. you. Thank you. Come on, Paul. Coming.
2: Lead the way, Commander.
6: Please come in.
5: We didn't knock. How did you know we were there? I must have heard you.
7: I doubt that.
5: How do you do? Ariander, isn't it? I'm Joe Grant. Please do call me Joe, and this is Major Hardy. Call
7: me Major Hardy.
5: Hello, Joe.
6: It's so very nice to meet you. I can tell you and I are going to get on terribly well.
4: Here they are. Whatever it is, I don't think it's contagious. But you said they're in isolation. Only because I thought it might disturb the crew to see them. Why would it disturb the crew? There are no obvious injuries. How old would you say they are? Late thirties, early forties. This is Abel Seaman Bruce's first tour. He's 19. Abel Seaman Roberts is 21. Good grief. Aged by about 20 years. And they were working with the capsule? Securing it in the hold. We'd winched it down and they were tethering it. They were left alone for a few minutes, then we found them like this. Aged and unconscious. No one's gone near the capsule since. I thought I'd and leave And predicted this? She did. She's more than just an alien. Come on.
2: We need to join Joe and Major Hardy.
6: I must apologise if I've put you or any of these others to any trouble.
5: Well, it's hardly your fault. Isn't
6: it?
5: Oh, Paul. But please, do tell us, what are you doing here? This will sound unbelievable
6: but i swear it's true i'm a time traveler (laughs) i know about time travel i've done a bit of that myself you have truly what an amazingly interesting person you are joe i knew you would be
7: so you come from the future that doesn't answer the question not how but why are you here
6: i'm a historian i came to study earth's history it's a fascinating subject in my time, humanity has spread across many galaxies. I wanted to see where it began. From underwater? The oceans made a discreet base for observing without being noticed.
5: And then you were hit by depth charges. Oh, you poor thing. I had no idea that I was near to your fighting machines. And they didn't know you were there
6: either.
4: Hello there.
5: Who is this?
4: He's a friend, Ariander.
5: Doctor... Is something wrong?
4: The two
2: sick crewmen have suffered temporal contamination from her capsule. It must have time engines. She's a time traveller. What?
5: Yes, I know she's a time traveller. She just told me that.
7: She says she's a historian come from the future to study our history. And she didn't know about the fleet.
6: You are different. What are you? Who are you? This is the Doctor. How do you do? He's with us. There should only be two. How can you be here? You are not human, are you? Something different.
2: Not human? Doctor? We'll take questions later, Commander. You're a very perceptive individual, Arianda. And you're quite right. I'm as human as you are. You're Altarian, yes? Why, yes. But a different kind of Altarian. Your species doesn't have time travel technology, nor can they see into the future. As you say, I'm different. Well, let me see now. With these predictions of yours, you're a time sensitive, aren't you?
5: Harry Hender, are you all right?
6: Yes, Joe, thank you. And, Doctor, now you're the one being perceptive. You're quite right.
2: What is a time sensitive? Individuals with a special relationship to time, their abilities vary some can see events before they happen a few species possess this as a natural ability but it also exists as a genetic abnormality or gift
6: this gift caused me to be persecuted throughout my childhood and into maturity it drove me to leave my planet oh no
2: that's awful some particularly powerful time sensitives have other abilities commander burton i'd like to see the capsule now is it safe after what happened to my crewman? That's hard to say, until I have a look at it. Arianda, would you accompany us? Gladly. Is not wise, Doctor? Well, we can't just stand around here doing nothing, can we, Major? Commander, would you lead the way? Certainly. Major, if you could bring Arianda. Come on, then. You do not
7: trust me. I'm that kind of man.
6: You are the shadow of a man, and you do not yet know it.
7: Curious. Enough of the mumbo jumbo.
6: The circumstances are not clear to me yet. But it is interesting.
7: You'll be asking me to cross your palm with Silver next. Move.
4: Down here. Mind your step. Joe. one moment. Yes?
2: You seem to be getting on rather well with Arianda. Do I? Be careful. She may not be all she seems.
5: Oh, I know that. She thinks we're going to be best friends. Well, I thought I'd play along. Hey, what better way to find out if she's telling the truth or not?
2: What better way indeed.
5: And if she does turn out to be friendly, no harm done.
7: Where's Commander Burton?
5: Down here. Follow us. Doctor,
6: all I want to do is leave this planet. Will you help me?
2: Don't you know already? (laughs) It may not be possible to carry out a full repair on your ship, but I'll see what I can do. Now, please after you
6: thank you
4: the hold and the capsule are through this
2: hatch and no one has been near the craft since your two sailors fell ill no one right when we go in you best stay by the door no one is to approach until i say so is that understood perfectly
6: it is my craft It would be better if I made the first inspection.
2: No, I don't think so.
6: You may suffer the same fate as the two sailors.
2: No, I won't. As you spotted, I'm not human.